Goldthorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Nancy Cavanici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen anyone get a So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt, sprinting ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record. 9.68, the wind is okay. How easy was that? It is Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you once again for a Tokyo 2020 recap day 10. We are getting deep and deep and deep into the Olympic Games of 2020 slash 2021. And after a massive, massive day yesterday, it's kind of a bit of a quiet day today. Not a whole lot to talk about. A silver day for Australia and a... No medal day, but a pretty big result day for Canada. So we'll get to that. Uh, But uh, given the tantrum of one of our hosts last night, we've kicked him off because he doesn't deserve to be on this episode after throwing a chair. What a little baby. So Colin's not on tonight. So we've only got Jared and I. It's all Team Australia. Athlete of the Day Australia already, Jared. We can call it right now, can't we? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Welcome back, though, Jared. How uh, have you found day 10 of Tokyo 2020? It's been good. It's kind of, uh, I suppose, getting used to um, not having the swimming, um, yep. but it's still been good. I think I'm, I'm glad that we've still pulled off a medal. So we're still yet to go a day without a medal, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's been good. It's nice to see kind of some of these new sports coming through. And I feel a lot of our fears have been confirmed with the, the track cycling, the, the, mm-hmm. um, 54, 56 medal counts looking a bit uh, dodgy with uh, the track cycling results today, if that's anything to go by. Um, but yeah, yeah, lots of fun to see um, us move into these new sports. Particularly when our bikes are literally <laughs> collapsing underneath us. Um, mm-hmm. Bit of a concern for our hopes going on there, but we will get to that. But yeah, it was. Um, I thought we were going to go for a medalist day. I think our, our first day wasn't it. Both Canada and Australia was medalist on day one, but so it was for America as well. So we can uh, remind everyone of that. But yeah, a, a nice silver for Australia in the equestrian, the the team eventing, and the big talking point I think around this is the fact that uh, Andrew Hoy at sixty two, if you don't mind has officially become Australia's oldest ever Olympic medalist, won his fifth medal. So great job there uh, for Andrew Hoy. Kevin McNabb and Shane Rose, also part of that team, uh, finished second just ahead of France and well behind Britain, who dominated the event. And we will say, as we are recording this tonight, we are somewhat distracted by things going on in front of us. We have the Matildas in the second half against Sweden, currently trailing one nothing. And obviously, soccer will be a bit of a talking point in a moment when it comes to Canada. And the Opals right now, surprise, surprise, are losing to Puerto Rico. But uh, we'll talk about that as well. And the individual eventing is happening right now. Andrew Hoy, fourth qualifier for that one, fourth highest. So uh, shot at a medal maybe for Andrew there, another one as well. So we could have one happening on air but Andrew Hoy I mean like eighth Olympics we already talked a little bit about him coming into this but pretty pretty amazing he missed Rio 
and uh, back for Tokyo, 62 years of age. I mean, we've had 13-year-olds win Olympics at the uh, medals at these Olympics. Now we've got 62-year-olds winning. So uh, while I felt old and useless, now I feel that I'm I'm barely even past the halfway point to 62, Jared. So I've got I've got a good 28 years to catch up. I've got a chance at an Olympic medal one one day, perhaps. Yeah, it's nice and reassuring that um, I don't have to get off the couch yet. I can just uh, put my Olympic dreams off for um, 40 more years or so. Which it is incredible, though, for Andrew Hoy. I mean, we we talked about this a little bit yesterday about um, this used to be one of those events where it was almost like a guaranteed medal for Australia. We won three in a row, of course, between 92 and 2000. It was always great to see the three-day eventing. Andrew Hoy was always part of that, so he was a bit of a household name in Australia for some time. So the fact that he's still coming around, I remember him winning the silver in the individual eventing back in uh, Sydney as well. But, um, I mean, this is great that he's missed one Olympics, he's come back and uh, to get a silver because I feel of all the medals that they were talking about us potentially winning, I, I didn't hear equestrian mentioned once. So this is kind of one of those surprises ones that we talk about that maybe no one was really expecting yeah i think so and i suppose the other story come out of it is that i believe it is is it rose who's um he got a bronze in rio and now a silver um here in tokyo so clearly he's going for the gold in uh paris which is good you know, mm-hmm. that's, uh, you like to complete the set. We heard that enough with Jess. So hope uh, that he gets as much coverage as Jess did during these Olympics. So, you know, kind of complete the set, all that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it was sort of I, – I was kind of resigned to the fact that we weren't going to win a medal today. And I was kind of like, okay, fair enough, you know, uh, looking around on the medal tally. A lot of our rivals haven't really gotten any medals. You know, Rock hasn't won any gold, so that's okay. Britain only with the one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll take a silver, as, as we've constantly said for Australia. This is definitely the quiet, quieter weekend. I will admit, it did feel a little bit flat waking up this morning not having any swimming to look forward to, though. Like, I, I know kind of part of you, as you said, like, oh, I'm glad the swimming's over, but – at the same time, no, I, I kind of miss it. It's kind of like, oh, okay, well, what do I get up to watch this morning? So I watched the hurdles and the long jump. That's what I watched. So, yeah, I don't know. Did you feel a bit flat on a Monday morning more so than usual? Yeah, a little. I suppose it is that it's not even just that Australians are, like, so good in the pool. It's the fact that you have just so many finals back to back to back in the swimming, whereas the track feels like it's a little bit kind of stretched out and they kind of flip between the whole finals at night and finals in the morning, whereas the swimming really felt like the finals were solely focused almost in the mornings. Um, so it is hard just being like, Oh, this is a, this is just a heat. And the fact that it's not race after race after race, um, I think it just takes a little bit of getting used to. Yeah. Um, but you know, give it a couple of days and we'll have forgotten about the pool and it'll be all normal to, to wake up and not see metal chances first thing in the morning. One thing I actually just want to backtrack a little bit with Andrew Hoy, the significance of his fifth medal. We've talked up, you know, Emma McKeon's uh, results and obviously now being on the old time of Australian medals. Andrew Hoy is our greatest Olympian outside of the pool and the track. So everyone uh, above him is either a swimmer or in the case of Shirley Strickland, obviously, a uh, track and field athlete. So to take that away out of the pool, to kind of have that, that's pretty That's pretty impressive. And looking at our, uh, I guess, top 20 successful Olympians, I mean, outside of swimming and athletics, we have Andrew Hoy, obviously an equestrian rider. We've got a couple of rowers in there with Drew Jin and James Tompkins. And uh, Matt, Matt Ryan, of another uh, equestrian rider, and, of course, Rochelle Hawks in field hockey. So, um, yeah, it's kind of good to see uh, a, a bit going on there. But, uh, yeah, Andrew Hoy. I'd, I'd probably go out on a limb and say maybe our most decorated bald man in Olympic history. Would you say that, Jared? 
Yeah, I suppose you'd have to go dig back through the archives, but that sounds legit. I'd pay it. I mean, Grant Hackett was bald, I remember, in Athens, but I don't really picture Grant Hackett as generally a bald man. I'm sure Thorpey's been bald at some point in his life. Uh, Murray Rose potentially was bald at some point in his life. So, yeah, but I mean, I generally picture Grant Hackett with hair outside of Athens. Mm, yeah, so. he's no uh, Michael Klim. Exactly, exactly. There's a man you don't, you don't picture with hair. Uh, so I don't know if I've ever uh, remembered him with hair. Um, I think for Canada, no medals for Canada, but, I mean, they, they basically they have guaranteed themselves a medal because I think kind of one of the biggest results of these Olympics, I mean, we talked about the first game between Sweden and the US, Sweden belting US in soccer. But uh, the boil over tonight, Revenge of 2012, I've been reading a lot on the social media about Canada wanting to seek revenge from being eliminated in the semis by the US in a bit of a controversial match back in London. Well, they've seeked revenge, sought revenge, whatever the correct word is for that one, because they beat the US one nothing, and Canada will officially play for a gold medal in the sport of soccer, which, as Colin has kind of alluded to a few times, I mean, it's a big enough deal that they've won a couple of bronzes in this now to play for gold. I mean, that's massive. Obviously, we're hopeful that the Matildas can come back here and we can have that australia Canada a duel for gold, but it's still not looking too good right now. But, I mean, I don't know if you caught any of this. I kind of had it on the background before, and uh, it was a penalty to Canada. I believe with about 25 minutes remaining, they got it, and the U.S. could not come back. They had their number one goalie uh, go out quite early, injured the U.S., so they had to have their backup goalie. But, I mean, this is a boil over. You think of big results when it comes to the Olympics, and the U.S. women's football team is generally a team you assume are going to be a lock for the gold medal match, and uh, this time around, no, uh, Canada... Our saviour, they've uh, they've gone through to the big dance. Yeah, it's nice to know that if we don't come through this match, that there's somebody to cheer on in the gold medal match. But um, yeah, I suppose like the USA looked vulnerable throughout the tournament, but just America, you always have this feeling that when it really matters, they'll just be able to like string it together. There's just this self-confidence that they seem to have. Um, but yeah, massive result. Um, I caught a replay of the penalty and um, saw how excited all the Canadians were and just huge achievement. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, again, it's a shame that Colin's not on the episode tonight because I, I, I would imagine this is up there as one of their biggest ever Olympic results. You know, not only to make a gold medal match of an Olympics in the sport of soccer, but to beat the US to do that. I mean, that that's pretty massive. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's we know what it's a big enough deal it is for Australia to make the semi-finals. This is the first time we've ever progressed this far in a competition of this nature. So I mean, that that in itself is a big deal. And realistically, you know, even if Australia finished fourth, we will come away with that saying, hey, that's a pretty bloody good result. A medal would be a, a huge bonus, of course. But, I mean, you know, for, for Canada, again, it's like when we talked during Pyeongchang when Germany made the gold medal match of the ice hockey, you know, knocking out Canada along the way to do that. I mean, that was a huge deal. But it's, it's interesting with the US, with the women, like, again, as we say, like, you, you often associate them always with doing well. They went out in the quarterfinals in Rio. They lost to Sweden in a penalty shootout, of course, famously. So, um, you know, as much as this is a shock, they actually have done slightly better than they did in Rio. Um, and Canada went out in the semi-final there, of course, to um, Germany, beat Brazil for the bronze, while Sweden lost to Germany uh, for gold. So they don't have to face Germany, Sweden. They'll have to face Canada should they hold on to this lead right now. But there are still, we'll just say to time this, 30, 24 minutes remaining, and there's a real chance here for Australia to equalise, but there's a pesky Swede to defend. So that's uh, always the case, right? Um, so hopefully... We can come back to basketball. Oh, the Opals are in front by two points, but I think we need to win by about 50 points, don't we, to have any chance mm. of progressing? So, um, 
yeah, anyway. Outside of that, I think uh, before the, the Canada result and the Andrew Hoy Silver, I thought our, our headline would have been a certain other team of ours who have gone out in a cruel, heartbreaking fashion. Unfortunately, the Hockey Roos did not um, do what the Kookaburras did yesterday and not choke. Uh, they did choke. They went down one nothing to a team that has never made the Olympic semifinals before, India. But I will say... India is a hockey nation. Uh, behind cricket, it is their number one sport, well, their number two sport, I guess. So they do love their hockey in India. And I think sort of the women's game there has been developing quite well. But a one nothing win to India. This is all the headlines today. Heartbreak for the Hockey Roos. You even sent a message into our group saying, oh, what are the Hockey Roos doing? And i got to be honest with you. I, I mean, I think... The women did very well to get to the quarterfinals. I know they're ranked number two in the world, but again, I don't really think they were that talked up. And I think they had a fairly simple group. So I don't know. Like, I, I, I t- as, as much as it hurts and it sucks, like, of course, I want to see them do well because they, they showed such good form. I, in a way, am weirdly not overly surprised. Uh, I feel like I'm the opposite. I really did think that this, if we were going to get a medal in hockey, it was going to come for the women's team. Just looking at their form leading up, they haven't had posted huge scores, but they've just been so consistent in defense and getting ahead early in matches and being able to hold out a lead. And even watching this match today, they just, they created so many chances. I feel like the Indian team outside of the goal that they scored, they really weren't down the attacking end of the field for much of the game. They just defended really well and held that lead. But, the Australians, it was just so frustrating to watch because anytime they got a penalty corner or something, they just tried to do, make it like overly complicated and mm. pass around amongst each other instead of just like taking it outside the circle and then using the drag flick to just go straight for goal, straight off the penalty corner. There was just too much passing and trying to find space instead of just flicking it in as fast as they could and just hoping for a deflection, which I think if they'd done that, they probably would have been able to equalize and potentially walk away with the win. That frustrating, the last one they had where they yeah didn't go straight for the shot. They kind of did a sort of a little flicky passing around and it's kind of like, what are you doing? Like, this is like probably your last chance to have a shot. Just shoot, like just shoot the damn thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of emotional scenes watching sort of the girls fall to the ground crying. The the interview Channel 7 had with one of the players and she was just, uh, had to kind of keep stepping away because she was crying. So yeah, it was, um, it, it was, it was hard, but uh, you know, like I, I if you're going to lose anyone, lose India. Like, I, I think it's great. But the men and the women are both into the semifinals for, for India. Uh, so, I mean, that's great. Like, I, I know Australia and India have a bit of a rivalry when it comes. Like, I mean, you, you would never celebrate being beaten by India in cricket. But I, I kind of think that, you know, I'm, I'm fine losing to India. I'd rather lose to India than the Dutch or New Zealand or England. You know, like, I mean, India is a, a side I can get behind losing to. Kind of like Fiji in the women's rugby. Yeah, I think too, like you said, the fact that you would expect India to have gotten further in the women's game given the success of their men's team at Olympics. Um, So obviously huge bonus for them. Um, It's not like they're just a random team that we lost to, even though they did love to say on the commentary that we... And you lost to them four times in our oh, last 40 whatever a few things to say about the commentary of that today when um, we get to that segment. <laughs> but yeah, no, I... Like it definitely wasn't a moment where you felt robbed or, or annoyed at them. Like it was genuinely happy for them to have made it that far and to have both the men's and women's teams in the same finals. That's obviously a huge achievement for them. I think the stat I kept seeing was that they had never qualified for an Olympics until Rio where they lost every single game. And then all of a sudden they come here to make the semifinals. So yeah, that's, that's pretty good. They will play Argentina 
uh, for a spot in the final, and Netherlands beat New Zealand. So luckily, New Zealand are out too. That's a good. That's good news. Uh, Spain and Great Britain, I believe, are playing right now. So uh, we will have to see how that plays out. Uh, the men, of course, the Kookaburras will play tomorrow. Uh, for a spot in that gold medal match against Germany. The other one is between India and Belgium. Belgium, steamed hockey nation of Belgium. I know they're somewhat decent, but I've never realised that uh, they're, they're this good. So um, that's an that interesting uh, interesting little play there. Germany, though, tough side. I would almost expect Germany's a side you'd want to play in the final, but um, we'll see how we go when it comes to that. Uh, in terms of medal results today, again, what we've got available to us because as often is the case we're recording while there is still stuff going on um athletics uh we had a few things uh yeah you kind of you mentioned before about how we have sort of events in the morning and then events in the evening i don't i don't know how i feel about that it's kind of a bit confusing uh the men's 3000 steeplechase has uh, just wrapped up not that long ago uh and it is gold to morocco sufian bakali ahead of uh, ethiopia and kenya uh, so congratulations there. I believe that's Morocco's first medal of the games. Uh, the men's long jump this morning, uh, Mitiadis Tentoglu of Greece. Um, congratulations, silver and bronze to Cuba. Uh, in the 100 hurdles, uh, now I, I want to apologize to the great nation of Puerto Rico. I called this woman from Cuba last night. She's Puerto Rican, Ben. Jasmine Camacho Quinn finally got revenge for Rio, took the gold in dominant fashion. That is Puerto Rico's second ever Olympic gold medal after your girl, Monica Pug, Puig, Puig, whatever her name is, from Rio. Uh, so great to see there. Silver to the US and bronze to Megan Tapper of Jamaica. Her name might come up again a little bit later on in this episode. Uh, she could be one of my new favorites. I like her. And also because Bruce likes her. And if Bruce likes someone, then Ben's going to like that person as well. Um, also today, uh, the discus is going to be decided as we speak. The women's discus, I should say. The women's 5,000 metres as well still to come. Badminton, uh, the men's singles is on right now. I can tell you Indonesia's Anthony Sinsuku Ginting won the bronze. Uh, in the doubles for badminton, it was gold. Is Indonesia there as well. Graciela Poli and Apriana Rahahu defeated China's Yifan Jia and Qing Chen Chen. Uh, and Korea got the bronze in that one. Cycling, it was a world record to China in the women's team sprint. Germany, the silver, rock the bronze uh, in the equestrian. As we mentioned, oh, nearly a goal there. Sorry, took uh, took my head away from the screen at the right time. Um, it was gold to Britain, silver to Australia, and bronze to France. Uh, the individual is happening right now. And can I give you an update on that one? Leading right now is a Japanese rider by the name of Kazuma Tomoto. Uh, currently leading Andrew Hoy is still a few riders away. He is the last Aussie to go. Uh, our highest place Aussie at the moment is Shane Rose in fourth place. So currently it's Japan, France, and Germany occupying the medal spots. And so I'm not being a dick thinking I'm ignoring our Canadian friends. There are no Canadians in this event right now. So that's why I'm not mentioning the Canadians. Um, gymnastics, we had uh, Yang Lu of China win the men's rings ahead of his teammate, Hao Yu, and uh, a Greek gymnast took the bronze. I'm not going to try to pronounce that name in the vault. It was gold to South Korea, Ji Huan Shin, 
ahead of uh, a rock athlete and an Armenian athlete. Is that their first medal of the Games? I think it is. And the women's floor, Jade Carey of the USA won the gold. Uh, that uh, was Simone Biles' favourite one, of course, but America still got the gold, so they'll be happy with that. Ahead of uh, another favourite athlete of mine, Vanessa Ferrari, uh, Italy. Of course, she's from Italy. And there was a tie for bronze between Japan and rock. Interesting. Shooting. Uh, China had a very good shooting games. Uh, Chang Hong Zhang won the uh, men's 50-metre rifle three positions in an Olympic record ahead of Rock and Serbia. In the men's 25-metre rapid-fire pistol, Jean Quickemopi of France beat Cuba's Lare Pupu. Pupo? Pupu. Probably I'd say Pupo. It's funnier. Uh, Yong Hung Lee of China. So uh, Cuba had a good day today. Three medals for Cuba. Good job for them. Um, in weightlifting, women's 87 kilos, Zhu Yo Wang... Uh, took the gold from China ahead of Ecuador and Dominican Republic. The women's 87 kilos plus is on as we speak. Uh, and the medals actually kept flying for Cuba because they got two gold in the wrestling as well. Wow. This could be Cuba's record-breaking day. Luis Orta in the men's Greco-Roman 60 kilos won gold from Kenchiro Fumita of Japan, and it was a bronze through China and rock. And in the men's Greco-Roman 130 kilos, Mijan Lopez of Cuba defeated Ayokab Kajaya of Georgia, and it was bronze to Turkey and rock. The women's freestyle 76 kilo gold medal matches on, as I believe, as we speak, and it's been bronze to Turkey and China in that. So, um, wow, Cuba! It's good to be a Cuban today, uh, Jared. What, 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 I, I, I need to check the fact books. This could be their number one day at the Olympics. It could be, and I feel like in the long jump too. When I was watching it, they they only lost the goal, the gold on a count back. They actually jumped the same distance, and it may have been the first time ever that the that there was a they had to do a count back at the Olympics for the long jump. Interesting. I didn't see that. They're actually, the one now you mentioned the long jump. I'm glad you brought up a track event, a field event, sorry, because uh, last night we got a bit excited on the show. We were still recovering from the fact that an Italian won the 100 metres, Marcel Jacobs, the hero of the world, let's be honest. Hero we all didn't know we needed. Mario and Sonic at the Olympics has worked out well for Italy. But, of course, we were on air last night when we were talking about this tie in the high jump. You were the one who pointed out that uh, they, they, they had the gold to two athletes in the high jump, to uh, Mutaz Essa Bashim of Qatar and Gianmarco Tamberi. Of Italy. Now, what we weren't aware at the time, because we didn't have the audio on or we weren't reading the news, is that they had this new option. It's a new um, way of deciding the medals that basically they were tied to the point where the officials came up to them and said, you've got two options. You can basically have an elimination jump off, winner gets gold, loser gets silver, or you both can have a tie for gold. Now, of course, anyone in that situation is going to take the gold. I mean, that's a stupid thing. Of course, anyone would. No one's going to say, well, I might risk not winning a gold to win a silver. But this has been a bit of a talking point, Jared. And I'm going to say right now, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how I feel about the Olympic Games simply coming down to a, do you both want a gold medal or do you maybe want to have a gold or a silver? Like, how do you feel about this? Yeah, I agree. I read up about this and it kind of soured me on it as well, because I think fair enough if that was the rules of like, we've got to this point and you both have like the same, you've both jumped the same height. We look at a count back and you're both on the same level. There's nothing that can separate you. Okay. Double gold. But I think this whole idea of, Oh, well, there's options here on what we do. Like, I don't, I don't like that. I feel like you should put systems in place so you can decide who wins. And if those systems haven't, 
brought up a clear winner, then just make that the rule that a double gold is awarded. But just giving them the option, it felt really, it just felt weird. Yeah, I just, I agree. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, it, to me, it kind of reminds you of like a primary school, like, oh, look, we're going to be here all day. You may as well both finish first. Like, it's, I mean, it's such a stupid thing. Like, as if you're going to walk up to people and say like, oh, well, you've got a choice. Like, I mean, I, I'm not even from New Zealand, but even I'm still salty for them losing the Cricket World Cup in 2020 based on like however many falls or however the stupid rule it was that England won it on. Like, it's like, I, I feel New Zealanders should be dirty about that because like, this is just literally at the Olympics. Like, oh, you both, they may as well just said to New Zealand and England, you're both the world champions. Like, why not? Like, and here mm. you are at the Olympic freaking games. Like, if this is a world championships or like a diamond lead meet, sure, but this is the Olympics. Like, just, you know, like, uh, it's just, I don't know. It, it doesn't really sit that right with me, but I mean, I guess it, some would argue well, it's the same as a dead heat and swimming, right? Like, you know, what are you going to do? Get them out of the pool and say, have a swim off? But at least there, like that's like set in stone of like, this is the rule. If this happens, it was just this, like the ambiguity around it of, oh, maybe, maybe not. Like it's up to you. Like what even is like a jump off? Just, I don't know. Breaking news, Jared Lubeek. Australia has added another medal to our medal count in the equestrian. Andrew Hoy has finished third. We have a bronze. Uh, Congratulations, Andrew. So his sixth Olympic medal. Not bad for Andrew. Silver and a bronze in the space of a couple of hours. Not bad for a 62-year-old. So, mm-hmm. um, Is that again, his, his first ever bronze too? So just completing the set? Be, yes, because he would have gotten three gold. He got his silver in Sydney, a silver today. So, yeah, bronze. He's completed this. He's done the Jess. He's mm-hmm. done a Jess. So um, good job there. Not, not bad for a bald man. Again, like bald men. Do I don't know why I'm feeling like I'm being a dick to bald men tonight. Like, where is this coming from? I have well, the high here. jumper from uh, Qatar was bald. So, uh, yeah, True. there you go. It's been a good two days. The, the Italian wasn't Jacob's bald. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a thing. Like, be bald, go to the Olympics, win a medal. So, there you go. Two medals for Australia today. That's um, fantastic. We've got, what have we got here? Ten minutes to go now. The Matilda's really pushing forward. How are you feeling watching this, Jared? Um... It's just upsetting. Like, I feel like, I know it's not, but it feels like it's already over. Um, And it's just, I think it's upsetting because we had the goal disallowed where maybe it should have been, maybe it shouldn't have been. They didn't show a good replay on that, so it was hard to tell. But just the goal that Sweden scored was a bit soft and just, like, unfortunate. So it just sucks if we lose based on, like, that effort. Just looking over to seven, mate, to see if we've got an update on the uh, the basketball. But I'm seeing they're interviewing an emotional-looking Andrew Hoy. So uh, there you go. I'm glad to see at 62 he can still have some uh, tears coming out of the old eyes there. I should really update the uh, medal tally now, and I'm hoping that this might have been updated, including our silver and bronze. I don't think it really affects us too much on the uh, the overall tally. But uh, China are, are waltzing away at the top now. 28 gold, 16 silver, 16 bronze, 60 in total. The US still lead on total medals. 21 gold, 25 silver, 16 bronze for 62. Japan haven't won a gold in a few days now. Jared, they'll be a bit worried. They got off to such a great start, but uh, they're uh, struggling a little bit now. 17 gold, 6 silver, 10 bronze for a total of 33. Australia still in fourth, 14 gold, 4 silver. You One of those silvers, mm-hmm. we're, we're lacking in the silver department here. 14 gold, 4 silver, 14 bronze, 32 in total. And Rock, fifth, 12 gold, 21 silver, 17 bronze. We know if Rock just wins two more gold, they're well ahead of us on the silver count. Canada have dropped to 14th after a medalist day. 3 gold, 4 silver, 7 bronze, 
and uh, I'm sure they're looking, of course, to adding that medal in the, the women's soccer when that takes place. Now, I'll give you some Canada results in just a second here outside of this one, but Patilda's got a free kick here right in the box. This is uh, close close to where they want it to be. Seven and a half minutes uh, remaining here. I do, I do love a good wall in soccer, just the way they kind of... And this invisible spray, which we saw mm-hmm. a lot back in... Uh, the World Cup a few years ago. It's a pretty nifty invention. Whoever invented that should uh, get a nice little paycheck. Just uh, pause this for the moment to see how this plays out. Is it, uh, is it raining there as well at the same time? Because I know it was pissing down in Tokyo before. Yeah, that was concerning. The uh, the um, athletic stadium, I just can't believe that. Oh. I know they called off the field events, but fancy letting them run when it was that slippery, a flat mm. race, let alone they had the hurdles going. And somebody did like trip <laughs> over a hurdle and she just went flying like off the track pretty much because she had so much momentum from the rain. Yeah, that was a very wayward kick, by the way, by Australia. So well missed over there. Um, so, yeah, obviously Canada's headlines today is definitely the uh, the soccer. Uh, 1-0 win, of course, over the U.S., and it will be, uh, I believe, on Friday. So it's a long wait until the final. So um, there you go. Um, in athletics, um, in terms of the women's 1,500 metres, uh, three Canadians are through to the semi-final. Two of them are, sorry. Gabriella Dubois-Stafford and Lucia Stafford are through into the semis, while Natalia Hawthorne did not make it through. In the 200 metres, uh, Crystal Emmanuel made it through to the semis with a time of 22.74, a season best for her, but did not quite make it through to the final. And um, there will be others that are racing tonight, and I don't think they've quite uh, made it through. Uh, now, we talk about the potential of a Canada-Australia gold medal match in the football. We will have a Canada-Australia matchup in the beach volleyball because Sarah Pavan and Melissa Humana Paredes are through to the quarterfinals where they'll face Australia's Maria Atacho del Sola and Taliqua Quancy. Clancy, I should say, sorry. They'd beat Spain's Liliana Fernandez, Steiner and Elisa Baquerez mcmillan uh, Two sets to love. And uh, so there you go, a guaranteed medal round spot for Canada or Australia in the beach volleyball. And Heather Bansley, of course, and Brandy Wilkinson won their round of six. They have two Canadians in the round of uh, in the quarterfinals. So that'd be pretty exciting. Um, Danielle Lepage in the women's wrestling uh, was defeated seven nothing by Kanum Valieva by Rock in the quarterfinals. Sad news there for Danielle's expecting more of her. Um, the canoe sprint happened today. Um, Adriana Langula and Michelle Russell are through to the semifinals in the K1 200 metres. Uh, Roland Varga and Connor Fitzpatrick are into the semifinals of the men's C2 1000 metres. Simon McTavish will not be through. He did not make it through in the men's K1 1000 metres, as well as Alana Bray, Luffhead, and Madeline Schmidt are not also through to that one. Um, track cycling, uh, women were eighth in qualifying, while the men were sixth in the team pursuits. And uh, Jay Lamoureux and Georgia Simmeling there, two Victorian athletes who I interviewed for my prior job when I was living in Canada, both in those teams. So I'll keep an eye out for them not winning medals, clearly. Um, in the equestrian, uh, there were Canadians, but they weren't good enough to make it through to the final. Um, oh, and a nearly a goal there for Australia. Oh, jeez. Sorry, distracted. Um, Colleen Loach and Corey Blue de Gaulis, uh finished 28th. 
So there you go. Bad news for Canadian equestrian there. Uh, the synchronized swimming, I've got that on the background on a different screen at the same time. Uh, the duet free preliminaries on today. Jacqueline Simino and Claudia Holtzner are competing today. Diving, uh, Cedric Fafana was 17th, uh, sorry, 29th, he's 17. <laughs> I mean, the men's three-metre springboard did not make it through to the semis. And that's all the updates I have for Team Canada today. Um, Colin, what do you think about that? Oh, he's going to throw a chair at our face. So um, maybe I won't ask him about that one there. In terms of Australia, well, I'm telling you now in the football, it's not looking good. We're three minutes away from playing off for a bronze, but they're, they're attacking. They're getting aggressive out there, Jared. So they're, they're giving it their all. Mm, they're trying. Would have been good to see more of this in the first half, but, you know. They've got to push through as best they can. Um in the men's team pursuit in the cycling. Now, we got the fifth fastest time, but got to say that's a pretty bloody good result considering what actually happened. Now, I was recording an episode for another one of our shows. I had it in the corner of my eye, and I look up at one point, and I see this Australian, like, flatten his ass, throwing a helmet off with blood everywhere. I'm like, what the hell happened? His bike basically collapsed. Like, what, did, what happened? Did he hit something on the track? Because I saw them putting gaffer tape on the track. Like, what happened? I don't even know. My reaction was similar to you. I was just watching it and I turned away for two seconds and I come back and his handlebars are gone. Yeah. <laughs> they kept showing the replay and, like, his bike, like, looks like it disintegra- disintegrates below him. The Australians kind of are riding on the track, putting their arms going, like, no, 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 like, stop, stop. And even the coach was like, no, this isn't right, this isn't right. And then the replays, it seemed to see, like, he, something was on the track, like maybe, like, a groove or a, a nut or a bolt or something. His whole bike, like, disintegrated against him. He was covered in blood. His whole face was basically like he'd been run over by a bike and then eventually they obviously allowed them to do their time again but I don't even know which guy it was that got injured I wish I I wish I had his name but he like red they, they kept showing his leg it was like covered in this massive scratch he had like scars all over his face blood on his jersey so I mean this guy's probably losing like I don't know how much time that would cost him in pain but to qualify for them I mean we beat Canada with like one guy missing so I mean I take that as pretty good right yeah, I was surprised at the run after he got injured because it was like decent. Yeah, he was he was absolutely in pain. But Denmark topping that one in the limit, the esteemed cycling nation of Denmark, fastest qualifiers. Uh, so that basically, this is of course where they have the like quarterfinal race offs essentially, as is tomorrow, I think. So um, six will play seventh, second, third, fifth, eighth, and uh, the fastest team will play then the fourth team. So that means that Australia will play Canada. No, we will do Britain. Ooh, okay. Traditional rivals in all senses of the word there. So um, hopefully we can get that one there. Uh, in the women's, we were the slowest qualifiers in that one, I think. Or was New Zealand the slowest qualifiers? Um, well, what was the case? No, second last. Canada was the lowest. Of course Canada were. What am I saying? New Zealand were just above us. So um, in the women's, we are the seventh qualifier. As uh, we're looking here, Sweden have got a free kick just outside the box. With a minute to play, not looking good, Jared. We're not feeling this one, are we? Just uh, no, not, no. not looking good. Um, in the women's 200 metres, uh, Riley Day made it through to the semis, but unfortunately she just missed out on a spot in the final. Big talking point, of course, in the women's 200 metres is uh, our bronze medalist from the 100 metres, uh, Miss Thompson from Jamaica, she uh, didn't do too well, did she, Jared? She uh, decided to pull up in the line a little bit and uh, not quite cross the line. Sharika Jackson, what was she doing? 
Yeah, it wasn't great. I do love though that now it's just been a talking point the whole day. Every yeah. time I flick onto the athletics, as soon as anything comes up, they just mention her, whether it's that event or just a different event, like the whole day they've just Oh, her coach will be getting stuck into her, this, that, whatever else. It'll be the shine like the 1500 meters. And it's like, well, they've got to make sure they run across the line because you know what happened in the last race. Um, I'm just disappointing pointed because I was looking for another Jamaican one, two, three. And now like, it's not going to happen. I, I appreciate Tamsin when she's basically gone. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, you won't be in the final. Um, I'm jumping ahead there for the commentary fails, but I, but I laughed at that. I thought, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, in the women's 1500 metres, uh, we had a few Australians move through into the semi finals. Uh, Jessica Hull and Lyndon Hall. Hull and Hall. Hull and Hall. Hull and Hall. Yep, uh, they're through to the semis, while Georgia Griffith sadly did not make it. So it was two out of three. That's pretty good. We'll, we'll take that, I think. Um, in the artistic swimming, because we're not allowed to call it synchronised swimming anymore, uh, Australia are 21st after the first whatever it is, uh, out of 22 swimmers. So uh, there you go. Canada mentor in third, by the way. Uh, we may or may not have some commentary of that coming your way very, very soon uh, over the coming days. Um, in the 470, so this was interesting, the sailing. So, of course, we've already got a gold with Matt Wern. Now, today, basically, Will Ryan and Matthew Belcher in the 470 had to basically, I think, finish in a top, whatever position and they would secure themselves a medal but the sailing was cancelled today because of the weather so uh nothing from that but uh looking likely very likely that another goal will be coming away in the sailing so we'll keep an eye on how that goes mention the beach volleyball we've got uh clancy and artacho del sola through to the quarters we'll play canada in that one um in the canoe uh, we had a couple of Aussies going today, and I believe we got a couple of semi-finalists today. We did in the men's K1 1,000 metres. Uh, Jean van der Vesuten and Thomas Green both through, and they'll both be in the same semi-final against each other. So there you go. In the women's K1 200, we do not have anyone. I'm looking at a Canadian there. That is the wrong page. Um, in the women's K2 500, we will have uh, another couple go through, or is this a different one that I'm looking at? Uh, no, we do. Uh, Jamie Roberts and Joe Bridgen Jones are through, as are Alyssa Bull and Elise Wood. So they're also both in the same semi final there as well. In the diving, uh, Aussie Xing Li, 19th, did not make it through to the semi finals in the three meter springboard. Um, and as we mentioned in the equestrian, we had a couple of good results there. We won two medals. It's about a minute and a half left in this match, Jared. It's not looking good. I think we're playing for bronze against the US, mm-hmm. which is a shame. The dream final for off the podium is not going to happen. But uh, again, the Matilda should be very proud, I think, of uh, making it this far. So this is one of these ones where I'm honestly like, I kind of expected to lose. So it's kind of, you know... It's not, uh, it's not that uh, disappointing. Uh, the basketball, the update, Puerto Rico versus the Opals right now. Australia, again, I think I need uh, need to win this quite significantly to make it through. I don't think we have much of a chance. We're only one point ahead of Puerto Rico right now. So this is uh, going to be by far the Opals' worst ever performance, I believe, at an Olympic Games in quite some time. So uh, 
disappointment there for the Opals. Um, handball, we don't have any teams, funnily enough. We're out in the hockey, we know that. I'm sure there were people who shot some stuff in shooting. Uh, table Tennis Australia eliminated in the men's round of 16 to Japan. 3 nothing. disappointing there. Uh, water Polo, our men won 15-7. But Serbia beat Montenegro 13-6, so I believe we will not make it through to the quarterfinals based on that result. Uh, I can tell you the 87-plus kilos in the weightlifting has finished, and it's gold to China, silver to Britain, and a bronze to the U.S., so uh, that was our last medal result I think we were waiting for today. We've got the badminton singles as well. Uh, which do we have an update on that one? I can tell you we do. And it's gold to Denmark in the men's singles badminton walkover. What do you know? Uh, Victor Axelsson beat Long Chen of China to get a gold for Denmark in badminton. Did you call that one, Jared, before the Olympics? I didn't. I thought you were going to say it was Djokovic, given it was a walkover. <laughs> I like it. Interesting enough, I mentioned before Indonesia got the bronze in, the, uh, in that same event. But uh, Mr. Jinting beat a Guatemalan uh, badminton player by the name of Kevin Corden. Now, I need to check if Guatemala have ever won an Olympic medal. They clearly didn't win one today, but, I mean, I don't know if on the streets of Guatemala they're going off for a fourth-place finish, Jared Lubick. Like, I mean, fourth place at the Olympics, if you don't win a medal, you'd you take that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, that's what Canada's happy with. I know, that's the maple medal, right? Oh, there's a red card being given here to... Oh, and Aussie's being red carded. I didn't even see what happened. <laughs> Uh, with, oh, the Swedes are clapping because I think either they're clapping she got red card or they're clapping that they're about to win. Uh, what happened here? Was this a one-on-one and she had no choice but to basically bring it down? Is it a penalty? Um, oh, a bit of shoving, bit of shoving. Oh, she's grabbed her by the arm there. Oh, don't know about red. Maybe I guess it's one-on-one, mm. but, uh, fair enough. Um, Guatemala have won a medal before. They won a silver medal in London in the men's 20-kilometer walk thanks to Eric Barondo. So, come on, Jared, you knew that one? Yeah, I should have remembered that one. You, you should have. Everyone remembers that one. Iconic moment in Olympic history. Um, all right. Outside of those results, um, Sweden are now through to the gold medal match where they will play Canada. So, uh, the Matildas will play for bronze against the US. So, we couldn't even get a Canada-Australia bronze medal match. Like, that's all. What if we wanted Canada versus um, Australia in something, right? Uh, we didn't get it in the softball. And now we don't get it in the soccer. <sighs> Jared's not happy. <laughs> oh, let, let, let's hear this on the news.com today, you uh, thing of that. Um, speaking of other things, what else did you watch today, Jared? Um, that's a great question. I caught uh, the canoe sprint, uh, which was fun. I missed out, though, on the pairs, which was annoying because that's the one that's the best to watch. Um, I did catch some of the artistic swimming uh, which was a joy. I particularly love that they've got the um, underwater cameras this year, which I don't know if that's necessarily new, but that just seems to be better than like it normally is, which is fun. Uh, I caught some of the men's vault final, which was great. Uh, and then just track and field uh, throughout most of the day as well. I, um, yeah, I, from what I saw of the artistic swimming, thoroughly enjoy it. It's, it's, it's underrated. Um, I remember the, the joke back when Sydney got the Olympics and, you know, mum and dad talked about, let's go to Sydney. And then we're like, oh, we'll probably just get tickets to the synchronized swimming. Like, it's kind of like that was the joke, right? Uh, but I would have I would have taken it. Um, so, yeah, I, obviously a bit of the track this morning. Um, 
the obviously I just watched the soccer, watched some hockey, watching basketball right now as we speak. Saw a bit of the canoe. Um, I actually watched a bit of volleyball today, some some indoor volleyball today. Uh, first time I watched some wrestling, which uh, you know is always interesting. Again, may or may not be a sport we will have commentating at some point during the week. Because uh, why wouldn't we replicate Roy and HG from Sydney 2000 to uh, do a bit of that? Um, but yeah, and a bit of the diving as well. There was some diving on, so I managed to catch a uh, a little bit around that as well. Um, now, uh, shall we go to the com- let's go to the commentary before we do athlete of the day and fails? I feel I feel like we always leave the commentary to late. Now, you unfortunately weren't able to join us for the golf the other day, Jared. You are uh, just not a fan of golf. What? Why did you avoid the golf? Um, I think it's just a little bit of jealousy. Like most tennis players can make the switch from tennis to golf. And I tried it for a term of school sport and just, nah, couldn't make the switch. It's couldn't do too it. difficult. No. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, well, Colin and I weren't jealous. We were happy to be out commentating golf. And as you can imagine, it was very exciting. So, uh, let's now cross to Ben and Colin commentating golf. And thank you, Ben, and thank you for joining us here at the Tokyo Putt-Putt Panorama. And if you've been joining us from the beginning, welcome to our number 31 of this 18-hole golf course finals, uh, semifinals or quarterfinals. We've lost all track. Sleep deprivation has kicked in. Uh, but if you've been with us from the beginning, it has for you too, so it doesn't really matter what we say today. And, of course, joined by golf legend, mini-golf Grand Slam champion, Ben Waterberth. Uh, thank you, Colin. Yes, sorry. I'm putting on my golf voice today. It's a pleasure Oh, I'm to be... sorry. I have been told multiple times today I'm way too loud for the sport. No, it's fine. I really appreciate the enthusiasm. We could use more of it in this sport. My voice has been stuck this way since I started playing as a seven-year-old, but it's so exciting to be here. I mean, I can't think of anything more exciting to do than watch golf. It really is the peak of life right now. It is, and... Uh, it... Fingers crossed, we will be out of here by next Thursday. So uh, things are going well right now. Ben, can you tell us who's in the lead right now as our expert in analysis? No. No? Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. That is our number 31. There will not be a 32. Uh, I've just been told that we're stuck here at gunpoint. Uh, so we will continue. Oh. And Sorry. Whoa. Thunder. Thunder. There's thunder. Colin. Colin. There's thunder. Thunder. That, that, thunder. That's- bit too much enthusiasm from myself there as Rory McIlroy is about to hit this ball but oh that that scared that scared the living daylights yeah. out of me and and this club he has here we call that an open face club sand wedge is that right that is 100% correct and that was the club sandwich shot which is very well known in Ireland as their number one thing to do in life and you can see the the way that ball bounces on the green and into the bunker, he'll be disappointed with that because he doesn't mm-hmm. like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it does get everywhere. Only well, we use the closed-faced club sand wedge. Uh, now, tell me, how does that trail, that that jet trail that follows the ball, how does that actually happen? Is that something in the atmosphere? It is exactly that, Colin. It is the atmosphere reacting with the magnesium in the ball, and of course, the atmosphere here in Japan uh, does it in a way that it turns blue as. This golfer here, I didn't even catch his name. I was so excited by telling you about jet streams that he hit it not on the fairway, but you can see another ball there on the fairway, which is a good thing for that ball. That ball's been training a lot for these Olympics wow. uh, and with, with this trailer not. This is an American, which is always nice to see Americans in golf. And this this golfer right now, uh, Mr. Janitor Wenner to win twin, 
he um, has just put this one and no, he's missed the oh. hole. That's a disappointment for his man bun. And if that's his original ball, then I'm Arnold Palmer. I'm glad that you finally admitted that after all these years and come out, Colin, with that. But can I just ask you the question that how great is golf? I mean, the kids, oh. the, the, the women, Amazing. the men, the, women. the dogs. I mean, the women. The women's where I'm at. The women. I mean, look at the pink shirt on our Chinese Taipei competitor here. Without, Beautiful. W- without him, the women would not be into this sport. This is, of course, his CT Pan, uh, much better than AB Pan, uh, the other Chinese Taipei golfer. But, I mean, the women, the children, the men, the dogs. The, the children. The, sail- the sailors the other day. They just stopped sailing to come and watch golf because this is just... Oh. Li- listen. Just take a moment and listen to the crowd. Wow. Unbelievable, the eruption that we're hearing here. That just, might have been just, thunder too. I can't be sure. What a day for golf, Colin. Golf is the real winner here today. I mean, it's at the Olympics. People question golf here. As Anta win and win and went to one to one. I think that was what I said before. Um, oh, what a shot. Uh-huh. The ball in the cup. and That's the that way to do it. Puts him in into equal second, six under par. The leader, I will say, is Sepp from Austria. And when you think about golf, Colin, you think about Austria. Uh, that's what I do. Um, typically, Goldfinger does. Yes. We know he's a very famous Austrian, sort of. Well, from the same facility. Facility being the place where they produce Austrians, which, of course, we know is where Hitler came from. And when you think about great golfing nations, he's India. I mean, of course. Colin, I mean, one billion people can't go wrong by playing golf. And I, I have to say, if you're talking about the fashion, we had the pink pink shirt of Chinese Taipei, but I'm, I'm liking this kind of blue striped green and orange. And this Indian athlete here, I mean, he's so good he doesn't even have a name, but just the way he yeah. moves his hands to flow there. You talk about the screen with the ball. Oh, shit, thunder again. Holy crap, sorry for the language there. I know this is golf. It's very professional. But the way he moves his hands, that's him going, I'm going to be the ball. Be the ball. And part it and t- talk us through what's happening right now, Colin. All right. Well, he's getting ready for his patented Nunavut Badger Beater swing here, uh, and the hands are coming back. They're tightening up. They're tighter. They're tighter still. They're moving slowly, caressing a club, and it's off. Whoa! And it's moving towards Whoa. the hole, Whoa. and all oh, right around the hole. Jeez. <sighs> it's always very. I, I honestly thought the Nunavut Badger Beater would not fail him. It's always so important to get it in the hole. You've just got to now, find you, the hole. You oh, hang on, Colin, Colin, just... sorry. Sorry to get too excited there, but Whoa. you're Canadian. Mackenzie Hughes. Now, that is a typical Canada stroke. He's trying to find the hole, but always oh, oh, nearly got the oh, hole. that's not the ball. He just nailed a cockatoo right out of the sky. There's a poor wow. defenseless bird flailing on the greenery. I've got to say, Colin, in the esteemed history of Canadian sport, as we've got Patrick Reed here about to uh, swing for the, the green and he gets it on there, that's good for America. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a greater sporting moment than what I just saw there from the Canadian golfer. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you, you think of 2002-2010 Winter Olympics, Penny Alexiak's on track for medals at these, these games, the Canada Cup. I mean, that was just iconic Canadian sport. And listen to the crowd. Let's just take a moment. Listen to the crowd. Oh, no. Oh, what a shot there from Gunn, the Thailand guy. Oh. Sorry, I got too excited there as I listened to the crowd. But, I mean, Thailand fashion at its peak there with the man bun. But, uh, I mean, Canadian sporting history has been made today with a Canadian hitting a ball onto the fairway. Uh, it's the first time for everything. Now, this man right here, what country oh, is he from? There? We, we know that famously they're not allowed names until they can actually at least place in the top five. Yes, I've actually been making all these names up today. Uh, this guy is from the good Korea. 
So uh, mm. that's where he's from. Now let's take a quick look at the leaderboard here. Now uh, the guy that I said in the lead, Sepp from Austria, I'm making that up. It's not really his name. But I'm, I'm really intrigued here from Victor Hovland. Uh, just a, a name that I made up there from Norway. Equal fifth there with the Dutch, uh, the Danish, sorry, very similar flags. I, I mean, I think of golf, I think of Norway. It's another one of these esteemed mm -hmm. nations with a great golfing history. They like to golf in the snow there. Indeed. And, and what a shot there from uh, Mr. Fleetwood Mac from and from Great Britain. And look at the hair on that collar. I mean, yeah. mullets and golf wow. goes together Little like Little known fact, cheese. Fleetwood Mac originally trained in the dressage. And not as a rider either. Uh, we, we all know that galloping skills are easily transferable into putting. Here's iconic Canadian Mackenzie Hughes, already named Canada's Athlete of the Year after his last uh, shot and a long shot here now. Can it go towards the green? It is on the green. It's going towards the hole. It's going towards the hole. Oh, it's slowing down. It's slowing down. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. The ball. Oh, there it is. Check out the red shoes on that guy picking up the flag. And just a word of uh, the weather here. We heard a bit of thunder before, but... I believe it is getting closer, of course. If there is too much thunder, golfers are scared of thunder and they may have to stop playing. What a shot there from Patrick Reed. Putts for par and, and loves life. Of course, this is only phase one of our 17-day uh, marathon of golf. This is, of course, the technical portion. Uh, coming soon, they will be judged on the clothes, as you mentioned, the, the fashion portion, their hair, as you're a big fan of, and the oh. talent competition will be coming later on as well. What a shot there by the Venezuelan there. Of course, his name there is Venezuela. As I love how Venezuelans just call name. themselves after their country. It's just that simple. But uh, you're right, 17 straight days. And the great thing, people laugh about golf, but golfers don't sleep, Colin. They play no. for 17 straight days without rest. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. The skills that these athletes have are incredible. And you can see in the background there, Australia's mulleted magician, uh, wiping his snot onto a bit of a rag there and not realizing he's mm. on camera. But, I mean, the excitement of golf here, we're seeing a man with a mullet walk onto the green as a ball sits there. Incredible. Now, is this Cameron Hughes again? No, it's not. It's a different guy. Mito Pereira from Chile. Oh, uh, we'll just call him Chile. And it's bounced on the green. And, oh, and the cockatoo is back, and it pecked that ball right out of his trajectory. Heartbreaking. And look at the crowd, Colin. Just look at that grandstand. They are going off. And just, let's again, let's take a moment to listen to the crowd. Oh, sorry. Every time I say that, the thunder goes off and it leaves a bit of poo in the undies. And uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> but we'll listen you to see the crowd the, in a minute. Oh, he's We Gabby. can see that there is a wave that's starting in the grandstands right now. Traditional Malaysian name of Gavin and he's missed it. Oh, no. Oh, Gavin will be upset about that one. He's brought shame to the great nation of Malaysia. And he finally gets it in the hole, but... Tell you what, Colin, he, he's going to be tied up and, and whipped to death when he gets back to Kuala Lumpur in a couple of days. Now, this also is still very early in the competition. They're probably on the fourth or the fifth hole at this point. Uh, once we get into the teens, that's when the clown mouths and the gorillas come out, and then it just becomes extreme mini golf. All right, let's just take a moment to listen to the crowd before let's, we see Let's this just shot. take one moment to look at the buns on that man. Whew. Wow, the crowd and the buns. This is... Uh, Ben, I'm going to have to politely ask you to shut up. Some of our fellow commentators are saying the noise level is way too loud in here. Sorry, sorry. Just golf gets me really excited. But uh, we've seen here, of course, uh, Ding Ding from China there. Get it in the hole. Fantastic shot for him. Uh, now, I was speaking, Colin, to uh, former golfing professionals uh, earlier today, including the likes of uh, Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore. And uh, both were, were very, very uh, excited for today. 
for golf. They love golf. All they want to do is golf. Golf, golf, golf. They wake up, they think about golf. They go to sleep, they think about golf. They go to school, they think about golf. They eat dinner, they think about golf. They have sex, they think about golf. I mean, golf is just what's all in the mind. And that's what these guys are doing for 17 days. And what a shot! Oh, oh my goodness! Oh! Oh! oh there we go. Finally, a it's taken us 31 days, oh. but we finally have got one in the hole. Sorry, this is a South African competitor. Uh, oh god, the thunder! Everything's happening here at the whatever that place is that we're at. Of course, that that's, is uh, Nelson Mandela know. from South Africa. What a shot! And that's with that how you shot, know it is officially yeah. an act of God that he got yes. that. Mackenzie Hughes, not Cameron Hughes. Mackenzie Hughes for Canada. I mean, God, I'm, I'm catching up with the South African. Mackenzie Hughes gets it on. The, I mean, God, it, Canada's sporting history there. A Canadian hit a ball onto the green. Colin, thunder, lightning. Amazing. It's just, it's crazy. And take us through this shot here from this guy in white. Well, the goal is to get it into the hole, but he likes to do things the other way. He wants to bank it off of our broadcasting booth, off the, the canteen, uh, the caddy's neck, uh, off that lady's kneecap, and then into the hole. But, oh, a big miss there. Yeah, oh. he just went straight for the hole. That's what went wrong. In the background there, the Australian just giving him the evil eyes. And we know that. Of course, that's how Norwegian we were talking about before. And look at the transitions. Oh, God, the thunder again. The the, the transitions at the editor's Then I am getting scared. I have to be honest with you. Well, look at the golfers run for the trees. Golfers do not like thunder. The crowd, the wave that you talked about, that wave has turned into umbrellas. They're going everywhere. And uh, this shot here, I can hear some rain falling here too, Colin. This, this, oh, more thunder. This is scary, Colin. We could be in danger here. We could be in danger. Of course, if but. we hear an air raid siren, uh, people get confused in Japan. Whoa, there it is. People think that means a nuclear attack is imminent, but no, I think I think that means the play is going to be over the for today, Brits Colin. The Brits are invading? Wow, maybe. I don't or the know. the Italians. The, it has been a heavy Italian day. They're invading now. The play could be suspended or we could be being invaded, but we're seeing, oh, look, this Norwegian guy does not look happy. Chris got enough names there no. to fill an army. Christian Crow, Kukri, 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 Famke Jansen, Johansson, and yeah. he's off. And look at the raindrops there in the water. The the Thai golfer here right now, he's American. Sorry, I get the well, flags confused. Walking oh, more thunder! There's, there is one positive of this, and that's uh, they will be able to move up the wet t-shirt competition uh, of the, the ninth hole. I'm so glad for that, but Colin, well, still, well he's our Venezuelan, Mr. He's Venezuela. Brave he's, ones. he's he's brave. He's playing in the train no matter what as he hits that ball and his caddy's in the way there, but it, he does that so that, oh, he's kicked the ball in the hole there, I believe, to make it look like, oh, listen to that the... might get him wow. a penalty. Let's just stop, just stop for a moment and listen to the crowd. Oh, is there a better atmosphere than golf? Any sport? And look at this guy on mean, his phone. He's tweeting live. He's live tweeting. He's tweeting. You should hear the commentary that's coming from that booth. Oh, Excellent, it, men. The golfers are walking off the course. There's Mr. They're Venezuela, all retreating. They are. Venezuela will win this by default just for being the only ones willing to get wet. Colin, Colin, in all your years of calling golf, I've never seen the excitement level. I mean, this is what this is what golf is all about. It's the excitement. There's thunder. There's this. The Indian guy, he's looking at his notes. He's going, mm -hmm. hey, like uh, I believe we've got the day off. Do you want to go check out the check out the volleyball? And they're going, yeah, okay, let's yeah. go catch a catch a car there. Here's the here's the Slovakian competitor going. Oh, look, in about an hour's time, the gymnastics is on. I'll go watch Simone mm -hmm. Biles. Here's his oh god, more thunder! I've got to stop here, Colin. I mean, you you're so brave when it comes to this this thunder. You don't even react. Wow. Like, <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I have been struck by lightning six times. 
Wow, you really six, are my six, hero. Six, 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 six times. You really are my hero, and I thought our mullet had Australian here. Wow. I just, I mean, as you said, we've still got 17 days of this to go. I mean, how do, how do our golfers recover from here going off now, going to watch the volleyball, going to watch the gymnastics? I mean, our New Zealander wow. here looks too happy to be a New Zealander. I don't think New Zealanders are allowed to be that happy. But what, what do they uh, do now to compose themselves? Occasionally, they will take a break and check out the artistic swimming. Um, but, yeah, it is that, that rotation of gymnastics, artistic swimming, uh, and beach volleyball. Well, the, and, the well, you can only guess where it goes from there. The standing. Give us the standing. Jonathan Colin. Vegas, that's just a name. That's I just I just couldn't help but take my eyes off of that name. Uh, Sepp is in first. That's not his real name. Thomas is in second. Um, I missed the rest of them. Antoine is 13th. Oh. Juvik is 13th as well. There are a lot of 13th places. Yeah. Should have been a lot it's better. It's not an unlucky number. Um, and, of course, Canada's Corey Connors in 21st. Oh, Colin, Lutland Sammy Malamiki from Finland, 29th place. Yeah. A Finnish record there. That is the highest Finland has ever been at a Summer Olympics. Good for them. Yeah. By the way, these names will continue for the next six hours. So um, just feel free to continue watching this stream yes. and reading the names yourself. Because you have paid live uh, streaming here on the Olympic Gold mm -hmm. Channel, so you deserve to go through all of these names. Scott Vincent from Zimbabwe there, and also a national record there. That is the highest Zimbabwe I have ever been without the help of drugs, so good for Zimbabwe. And look, we are into the 50s and only now getting the people who are over par. Wow. That's a common trait about the 50s. And look at the facial reactions of our players here. Oh, God, jeez. He didn't react to thunder there. He's oh, he's pointing over no. there. That's where the thunder came from, Jenny. There it oh, is. See, the there, gymnastics there it is. is that way. No. Oh, sorry. I, I often get the tie hand signals uh, gone there. But there's confirmation that the golf delayed. has been delayed. That's, look, is there a sadder spot? Uh, I can't even talk, Colin. I'm so, I'm so oh, over. It has over been one. 17 days. Is there a sadder sight in golf? Uh, sad, look, Jesus, calm down, Ben. Is there a sadder sight in sport? than seeing the words golf and delayed on your screen. I'm trying to think, yes, but it usually involves Great Britain winning a gold. That is a very valid point. Colin, I, I don't know if I've got anything more to say here. I, I just, as you can well, tell, I, my, certainly don't. I just, I just, I'm lost for words. So I, I, I think I'm going to hand it over to you to wrap it up here because we don't know what's happening anymore. And thank you as always for joining us from the Putt Putt Panorama of Tokyo in hour 18 of our day six of our month three of golf and thanks for that colin what a what a, gee i mean you were just thrilled with all of that weren't you jared oh yes such insightful commentary i mean like you just think of the olympics you think of golf but uh yes uh there you go the women's golf still to come this week so uh i'm sure we'll all be glued to our screens for that um uh, let's we'll save athletes for the day after because i mean god is one of us going to throw a tantrum today i don't know um Channel 7 fails. I don't, Colin didn't send me any CBC fails today, so I don't have any on that side of things. But do you have any uh, Channel 7 fails or little caveats from their commentary today? Just had the moment today from, I believe it was the women's hurdle. I'm not quite, quite remember what the event was. But anyway, the American work walks out first. And then we get the great comment from Tamsin that she's used to walking out first. She was born however many weeks premature, so... <laughs> And I was like, uh, I don't know, like, that's something that you should be sharing. Slash, I don't really know if that belongs as the comment for this person walking out first, but just, oh, I just heard it. And I just couldn't stop laughing because I'm like, who brings that up? Like athletes' personal lives, like, oh, yes, she's used to being the walk 
to walk out first on the track because she was born three weeks prematurely. Do, do they do that with the men? Like, here's Jim from the States. He's a premature ejaculator. He's used to coming first. Like, I mean, like, seriously, like, I, I'm all for athlete insights, but sometimes it does go a little bit too far. Yeah, absolutely. I, I One thing, actually, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I keep forgetting to bring it up. I've got it on my notes every single day and I never bring it up. What is with the obsession with commentators talking about athletes' education? It's seriously, it's like, here is Sam Kerr who's studying a Bachelor of Science at Griffith University. Like, like, okay, are they just trying to point out that athletes aren't dumb and they can study too? Like, seriously, like, they always seem to point out that this person's studying this, this person's studying that. I, I don't know if I want to know that my Olympic athletes are smart. Like, I, I assume they're smart. They're Olympic athletes. Like, hmm. smarter than me, they can train their asses off to reach an Olympic Games. Like, why do I need to know that these superhumans who are better than me already are also smarter than me already in the book sense as well. I mean, I, I don't get the obsession with it. Yeah, some of the insights are a bit odd. Uh, like, I'd rather just have a little bit of insight onto how we expect them to go. Like, what's their history in the event? I didn't yep. need to know that the Australian 200-meter runner works at, at Woolworths <laughs> and she's a checkout chick at Woolworths. Like, I didn't need to know that. Um so, yeah, so just sometimes it just goes like a little bit far. I'm like, okay, I'm sure they're just filling up time, but just give me some history of the event and the athletes and how you expect them to go, like how they have they been running like this year at international meets, like just the standard stuff. Yeah, and some, sometimes like the, the, the random stuff I don't mind, but like sometimes it is just a little bit too much. And then it's kind of like I get we're in a unique game, so they often will show – you know, you can't cut to the family in the crowd, right? You've got to have them on the couch. Like the one they were showing yesterday with um, Brandon Stark's wife or, or girlfriend, they, they they went out of their way to say like, oh, and COVID restrictions, we can't even get into a house. We've got the camera set upside our window, outside her window. And I think they even said something lines like, they don't even know that we're there. It's like, you're just like being a peeping Tom mm. filming Brandon Stark's wife. Like, what are you well, doing? We know they've got a history with Jess Fox's dad and just filming people without their permission, so it doesn't surprise me. I, I want to see the news.com.au story of Jess Fox's dad, like, suing for, like, peeping Tom's. Like, I mean, in all seriousness, like, don't they need consent? Like, they throw that on him live on air. Like, that was risky. He could have been like, mm. what the fuck? Um, I also did appreciate, though, that uh, on one of the news sites, whatever, they showed the Australian cricket team over. I think they're in Bangladesh. They all uh, took a break from training to watch Brandon do the jump. So you kind of saw Mitchell there and his teammates watching him along there. So that was kind of cool. I did like today a lot of uh, social media posts showing they obviously had the photo shoot with the Dolphins uh, with all the medals and they had the, the great shot of Emma McKean with the seven medals uh, all holding them there, which is pretty pretty epic shot. Um I, I've got a few commentary funny ones, but I've I got to point out a news.com.au fail because, I mean, like, seriously, again, news.com.au should be fail every single day. Um, I did love their headline today where they're, it led with, Americans cry foul of the women's 4 by 100 claiming they're cheaters. And it's like, oh, like, what's going on? Is like NBC? Is there analysis here? Like, is Michael Phelps calling out our team? Like, what's going on? Their source was, and I am not making this up, two Americans on Twitter who said, oh, that didn't look like they jumped in before the swimmer touched the wall. That's not fair. That was a news.com today, you lead story, because two Americans on Twitter were angry, Jared. Well, I mean, what would you rely on, the two Americans on Twitter or the technology in the pool? Like, it's a toss-up who you go to as the expert there. 
I know. I mean, slow news day. News.com.au can make any news day fast, apparently. Um, Dave Colbert is the name of our field expertise man in the one that we've talked up a few times. And I apologise, Dave, that I've called you. Who is that guy who commentates the field? Because I've known his voice for a long time. He's been commentating track and field as long as Bruce has. He is also a two-time Commonwealth Games silver medalist in long jump. So uh, I need to apologise to Dave Colbert, the esteemed Dave Colbert. Uh, fantastic for him. Um, Bruce on fire today when it came to the women's 100 hurdles. Him and, uh, and, and Tams and Love and Megan Tapper. Little pint-sized flying machine, knee-high to a grasshopper. Oh, look at look how good she is. Like I love, but I bought into it. I bought into it. Again, you may be hearing her name come up very soon when it comes to another segment. Um, I, I one thing I'll quickly say on the subject of athletics. Don't know how I feel about these introductions of them coming out swimmer style. Like it works for swimming. It's a bit awkward for uh, athletics. It's like the 100 meters is cool, but like, do we need them kind of awkwardly standing there waving at the camera as they come out? I don't think we need it because you get that moment when they're there on the blocks. Yeah. Like I don't need it twice. It's just, exactly. yeah, I think I think pointless. I liked the spectacle of the 100 metres with the light show, but other than that, I don't think we need. They do it at certain like tennis events like as well. Like obviously you have the walkout at every tennis event, but when they go like the extra mile and it's this walk from behind the screen and there's pyrotechnics and I just don't think it's needed. They did it. They tried to do it in Formula One a couple of years ago at the American Grand Prix. Of course, they got the, the famous guy who does that, let's get ready to rumble. And like he kind of got all the Formula One drives out. And it was kind of cool. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, you can get away with this in America, but like you're not going to do this in Hungary. You know what I mean? Um, but like, I mean, this is the thing, like, as you said, like we get that thing on the blocks. It was that great one. Was it at Rio or London when kind of like a same bolt basically turned to like the, the volunteer behind him and gave him like a bit of a fist bump, like as he was getting introduced? Like that's where you want the pomp and pageantry, right? Like, not, yeah, it's just it's a bit odd. But I get it. Like, I get why they do it. Um, the hockey, though, was where it was at today. And, like, I, I praised my man Alistair Nicholson yesterday because, you know, Tasmanian, great. And, again, he was back to form in the diving. Praise Georgie Parker. I think she's up there with Thorpey. Great expert comments. But Colin was talking about the cocky Americans yesterday with the whole, you know, losing to Bahrain or Qatar or whatever it was and basically saying they played silly volleyball. Jesus Christ, we were getting a bit cocky in the commentaries the more and more this got on. Um, I did like this line from Alison Nicholson. Yes, and the girls will be hoping here to avoid the indignity of being undefeated and losing to the fourth-ranked team in the other pool. Like, holy crap balls. Um, and then all of a sudden it turned into, oh, and are we going to channel the Matildas? Who's Australia's Sam Kerr? Uh, well, clearly none, because as we saw, the Matildas didn't exactly do anything tonight. But then I also loved, again, I love you, Georgie Parker. Like, again, you've been great these games. But then I liked salty Georgie Parker, who's seriously still a bit salty from Rio. Many people question quarterfinals in the hockey community. It doesn't reward being good in the group stages. I, I, I hate when you have these knockout tournaments and people then complain when, like, the number one ranked side gets knocked out in the first round by a lower ranked team. That is the beauty of knockout format. Like, this is a big thing in the Big Bash, that it was always a thing that, like, the number one team would always get knocked out by the fourth ranked. So they're now introduced kind of like the number one team gets a week off or they get a second chance. I get the second chance format in the AFL and the NRL. I understand that. But, like... The beauty of knockout sport is that you need to be in your game the whole time around. This is the amazingness of, of Amer North American like multi-round playoff systems when you've got the best of seven. 
Tampa Bay Lightning in the ice hockey, famously, like three years ago, the number one said they set a record for most wins in a single season. They won the President's Trophy. They, they dominated. They got swept 4 nothing in the first round of the playoffs. That was unheard of, but it happened. It can happen. I, I, I absolutely love the unpredictability of that. So I'm sorry, Georgie Parker. Who cares? Like, you can go undefeated, and then you can get knocked out by the fourth-ranked team. It happens. This is sport. And I like an underdog story, even when it's against my own team. So, And I'm saying this as a Hobart Hurricanes fan. We went like 7-1 in the Big Bash of the year in our first final, home final. Should have won it easily. We got thrashed. Like, you know, I should be the one advocating for a second chance. It happened to us. So, anyway, rant over, Jared. Um, the, the hockey's... I didn't like the arrogance of the hockey commentary today. Yeah, I agree. I think it's too... The fact that there's two pools, you want to pull more than two teams through yeah. from each pool because there's three medals up for grabs in like the odd event that for some reason one pool's harder than the other. You need to be pulling at least three teams through from that pool because if that pool's harder, then you want those teams to get the medals. So I just think it made complete sense. Like in volleyball, they've got, it doesn't even go straight to quarterfinal in beach volleyball. It goes to round of 16. So I don't think there's anything to complain about. It's been like that for, for long enough. Um, it's also not like they've been playing like a million matches to get top of their pool. It was five matches or whatever. So it's not like they've been playing for months to build up this massive lead. It was five matches within the space of like a week. It's not like we were winning, like we were winning matches, but we weren't winning them super convincingly, like one nil, two nil type score lines. So I just think it was a lot of complaining about nothing. I think the quarterfinals are fine. If it went to straight to semis, it'd almost feel like we don't get enough hockey. I'm all here for getting a bit more hockey out of the tournament. And you go straight to the semis and it's just basically like, boom, you're going to get a medal if you win and then, you know, play off for a third. And like, this is a beauty of sport as well, that you can have a fairy tale like the Indian team make it through. I mean, I, I think of so many different, you know, famous sporting moments that have come through these knockouts. The teams have gone on massive runs. I mean, we, we joke about it all the time, but but Germany in, in Pyeongchang, you know, making it through to the semis. Yeah, okay, they're up against Canada now. They're not going to do any. But they fucking beat Canada and then lose to Russia. I believe it was in extra time from memory. You know, like, I mean, who would have ever thought that? I think of World Cup soccer runs. You know, I mean, you look at Croatia only three years ago making it through to the final. That was a fairy tale back in 98 when they made it through to the semi-finals. You know, Australia itself nearly made it through to the quarters in 2006 when we were cheated out by Italy. I mean, so many famous sporting fairy tales have come through this. And to me, you complain about it. You're taking away from the achievement of these teams that are capable of knocking off these big teams to make it through. So, yeah, just it's salty Australians. Like, this is this is it. Colin was talking about this last night, that we can bag out our own. Like, again, I love you, Al. I love you, George. You've done great work. But, like... It's disappointing. I get it. You come into this expecting to win. I get it. I was upset as an Australian. I was disappointed that we lost in the quarterfinals. But sometimes you've got to look against your bias and go, well, okay, on the grand scheme of things, this is a, a great story that this team from India are now going to play off. We've got a you know, 75% chance of a medal now. So, yeah, God, we're an arrogant bunch of whingers in this country, aren't we, Jared? <laughs> we, uh, particularly when it comes to sport, it sort of just brings out like the worst. You know, oh. people- Jesus Christ. Um, I do love the fact that I spent a majority today watching the screens of Seven not showing any live sport. Um, like, I swear, like, it was interview after interview and here was another thing and another thing happening. And I'm just like, okay, are you going to show any sport? This is the Olympics. Um, you can do that. I did like the part where they were talking up our new favourite man, Peter Bowl, and they had the big headline on their giant screens behind them there in the studio of Unbelievable. So that was pretty cool cool 
Um, I do get a bit worried, though, the way we talk up these athletes to the point when, okay, it's an achievement to make the semi-final. I believe he's, what, the, the first uh, to make it through to a final, I think, in about 50 years. So, again, it's an achievement itself. But the way they hype it, like they're like they're acting like this guy's going to break a world record and win a gold, and he might. I don't know. But, like, can we just celebrate the fact that he made a final? Like, I can't imagine Canada right now are going to promote the women's soccer final as, oh, gold medal to a Canada. They're literally like, this is huge. We've made the final of the women's soccer at the Olympics. Like, this is a victory in itself. We could lose 10-0 to Sweden on Friday, but who cares? We made the final. And this is what's going to ship me now with the Matildas, because I guarantee you the media's are always like, oh, cruel blow. Like, Matildas robbed. And let's let's test the waters right now, Joe. Let's go. News.com today, you. What is the headline? Sam Kerr, Sam Kerr robbed by horrendous call. There you go. Classic form. Um, just, yeah, anyway, celebrate the fact that these guys are there. Like, come on. So, yeah, go on, Mr. Bold, do us well. Um, and yeah, I mentioned before Tamsin's, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I did enjoy that. That was kind of fun. If only she'd sung it a little bit more, that would have been, uh, quite good. Uh, athlete of the day. Uh, hang on, what's that? Oh, we don't have any crybabies on the show. Hang on, what's that? I hear a baby crying in the back. Colin's on the line. Colin! That's no, just a baby crying. I often get them confused. Um... <laughs> Who's your athlete of the day today, Jared? Uh, for me, I can't go past Andrew Hoy, which Colin's going to hate because he's Australian, but he's not here. So I just think I already had him on my radar from just getting the team. So if it's to back that up with an individual medal, it is um, his sixth Olympic medal. Like it's just, it's insane the fact that he's even still competing. It's just such a great legacy. And just like we said earlier, kind of one of these stories that nobody expected that the Australian team was going to get medals in these equestrian events. So to walk away with a team medal and individual medal, I think is just fantastic. Look, I would say that I was going to put up Megan Tapper because she just, she just looks like the nicest human being on the fucking planet. She's like, she's so short, but she looks just, she just loves life. And, like, I just loved this kind of shot of her waiting, like, at the end when I wasn't sure if she'd won a medal or not. And she was just kind of there and she's, like, looking at the camera, like, come on, come on, come on. And just she just seems like such a nice damn lady. She got the bronze in the 100 hurdles, if anybody's wondering who she is. But um, you know what? Just to stick it up, Colin, I'm going with, I'm going to agree with you because, like, I just – you're right. Like, it, I mean, <laughs> shut up, Colin. I can hear the baby crying already. Um, but, like – Seriously, like we're going to have so many Canadians in Beijing next year, I guarantee it. But um, it is a pretty bloody big deal for Andrew Hoy to, to do that. Again, 62. Like I didn't, like it was, I remember like a week before the Olympics realizing he was even on the team. Like that's pretty crazy that this guy has come back after missing Rio. Like I'm sure nobody, like we, I, I, we reached out to him after Rio to try and get him on the show. And I think kind of, it was like a very close and kind of communication fell through. So uh, yeah, we're definitely going to to try for him again. I mean, to, to equate Andrew Hoy's legacy now in Australian Olympic history, six medals is now equal tied with the legendary Murray Rose. So he and Murray Rose are the only Australians who have won six medals. Obviously, there's a few that have won a few more there. But, um, I mean, crazy. Absolutely crazy there to think that. So Andrew Hoy has now won more medals than Shane Gould. So uh, that is putting that into context. And I'm with you. And plus, more bald men should be. uh, Shut up, Colin. Stop crying. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's going on there. We're going to get a lot of abuse on the show tomorrow, aren't we? Like... Mm. A lot of take the day off. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
So speaking of uh, tomorrow, actually no, let's do it. Let's do a, a feed the dreams. We didn't do one of these yesterday, so I feel we need to update this. Um, I mean, it's got to be to the Canadian women's soccer team, doesn't it? Yeah. What 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 are we saying? Um, Suck it, America. <laughs> um, nice ball kicking, girls. Um, give Sweden an ABBA absolutely thrashing. Does that does that make sense? Maybe. That's good to me. Uh, Colin Crybaby from. Win oh I can't put Winnipeg. It doesn't fit. Colin Crybaby Winnipeg. A uh, Winnip. Fuck it. Colin Crybaby Meh Manitoba. What is their initial? Is it MT? I think it's MT. Well it's Montana. Um alright, let's put this on air. Colin Hilding at gmail.com. Not even gonna try and hide it. There you go, Colin. Some more spam for the inbox. Let's view some messages here. Um, all right, I'm going to scroll off the first few pages here because I feel like the juicy ones are down on like page uh, at least 12, aren't they? You know, I'm, I'm getting really sick of kind of best of luck. Go Team Canada. You are doing us proud. Like, come on, Canada, where's the sass? I know you're a nice country, but, you know, goodness here. All right, here we go. Jean-Luc Collette, kick some butt. Okay, it's getting a bit better there. Um, all right, Ronald Field, shine. Big Vanessa Amorossi fan there, I see. Um, let's see here. God, these are not fun. Um, <laughs> Banafesh M. Kalesi. For Canada, who stands up for Canada? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me, Banafesh. I, I, you, you're the answer. You've got the one there. Um, Brenda Walsh. Good luck. We will be watching. We are so proud of you. Um, oh, okay. Here's a nice one. Mary Reese, my dream is yo see everyone in entire world live in peace and honor, Mother Earth and Father Son and our grandfathers gracefully. Praying hands, love heart, praying hands. Don't know if they got the message here that this is going to Canada, right? I hope that gets printed on the uh, tablecloth. <laughs> Me too. Oh, here's, here's a very uh, modern one. Teresa, go for gold, woot woot. <laughs> and the final one, perhaps I'll go here. William Wallace, giver. That's all it says. <laughs> Great. Uh, over on teamoz.olympics.com.au, have they done anything new and exciting a week into the Olympics or are we still stuck with randomness? Um, still stuck with random. Oh, we can vote now. What's our moment of the day here? We've got Logan Martin wins BMX gold. Emma McKeon becomes Australia's most decorated Olympian. Peter Bowl becomes the first Australian at 800 metres since 1968. And Barty and Piers become first Australian mixed up. Has that not been on there for three days in a row? Um, I'm going to go with Peter Bowl. trying to get him that win, hey. I know. Peter Bowl to me. Like, Emma, like, you can't take away from it, but it's a given, right? You know, let's give it to Peter. Um, and Catherine Moyer is now winning the Team Oz trivia. So she should be. She's been doing... Very well there. Um, all right. Tomorrow, uh, we have got 24 medals up for grabs. 24 medal events, I should say, including I've got some boxing medals for the first time. And sport climbing is on tomorrow. You watch another Ben Waterworth athlete ch- choke tomorrow because Tom O'Halloran's on the heats. He's on the board. He's not going to make the final. We know that. Sorry, Tom, I put the mickey on you. Uh, but I'm excited. This is actually legitimately one of the most exciting sports I've been looking forward to, sport climbing. We have to wait to day 11. So bring on sport climbing. How are you feeling tomorrow? It's here. It's here, Jared. Pumped. I'm, yeah, I'm so excited. I think it's just going to be great to watch 
trying to figure out how it all works. Uh, I've got a bit of an idea, but just all the scoring systems and stuff, it's just going to be fun to see how it all plays out and whether it is as expected the one person dominates or if we can uh, get an upset in the Olympics. Yeah, it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, before I talk about some other things happening tomorrow, just update because I know um, I'm watching here a replay of the 3,000-meter steeplechase, clearly not live. So all the events have been decided right now, actually. So I'll say that uh, the women's 5,000 meters went to the Netherlands. There we go. They're catching up. The Dutch, good for this. Come on, Netherlands, live up to Grace Note. Sifan Hassan won the gold in the women's 5,000 meters ahead of uh, Kenya's Helen Aubrey and Gudaf Sagai of Ethiopia. And in the discus, Valerie Alman from the US took the gold ahead of German's Kristen Pudenz and another medal to Cuba, Yami Perez. Look at Cuba go. Have a cigar. Watch Die Another Day. Get involved, everyone. Cuba's on the board. Uh, so that means that the updated medal tally, the final medal tally for the day, do we have much movement in the top five? Uh, nope. Uh, Rock, uh, still haven't caught us. Uh, but the Dutch are up into 10th. They've uh, taken out the Italians who had a good day yesterday. Of course, South Korea dropping down the order. They're down to 9th now. So uh, there you go. And Canada still in 14th. The Swiss, look at the Swiss. Have we talked much about the Swiss? Three gold, four silver, five bronze. Doing very well. The Croatians doing very, very well as well. So uh, good for them. Um, also on the agenda tomorrow, of course, uh, the Kookaburras semi-final. Hockey revenge for Germany. Uh, we're going to do it. Are we doing this for Canada? Jared, I want to do this for Canada. I want to get that revenge for uh, Pyeongchang. Uh, I do love Germany. Germany's not a country that I like to usually root against. They're one of the countries I always like to cheer for outside of uh, my few top nations. But um, this is big. Like, th this to me, and I'm not to take away from the hockey ruse, but this is the one. Like, the, if we can get to this point, because... Again, this is just the story of the Kookaburras. This is what we do. We we get so hyped. We 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 had a good run, and then we just we just don't do it, do we? And it's just I just ah, oh, it'd be so good to make it through. Cause like this, I gotta say, like probably of all the gold medals outside of Jess, this this is the one that I want the most. I I want us to to. I know we did it in Athens, but like I I kind of wanted to happen again because I want Eddie to win a gold, and I want I want the men to break through, break the drought. Yeah, Athens feels so long ago. And just the fact that consistently we go in ranked as like the top team in, in men's hockey, but we just don't seem to be able to pull it out. Um, I'm hopeful. I think, I feel like yesterday watching it, it was painful that it went to a penalty shootout. But I think if anything, that's got to kind of build your confidence that um, if you get into that situation again, you've got a chance of moving forward. So I just think that um, oh, they've just got to go for it. I've, I've got a good feeling about it. Chin up, boys. Uh, to put it into context, so see our record when it comes to the Olympics, we have made the gold medal match four times. Only won it the once back in Athens where we won it in gold and gold from memory. That was back before they just went straight to strokes. We got the silver in Barcelona, the silver in Montreal, and the silver in Mexico City. The last time the Olympics were in Tokyo, bronze, our very first ever bronze. But then you got to look between Barcelona and London, we went silver, bronze, bronze, gold, bronze, bronze, and then, of course, six in Rio. So, I mean, this is just – it was always the story of every Olympics. The men would go in as, like, the number one ranked side in the world and just never do it. I, I really do feel, in a weird way, uh, to equate that to Canada and ice hockey, they went 
between 1952 and 2002 without winning a gold. Now, obviously, ice hockey is a little bit more dear to the hearts of Canadians and field hockey is to the hearts of Australians. But it was just this long stretch that Canada had before they finally broke through in Salt Lake City and so many narrow misses. But, I mean, not quite the same, but it is, it's just it's one of these weird sporting curses that we have. And it sounds weird to say a sporting curse because I know we won a gold in Athens. That's not that long ago. But, I mean... It's just it's just such an odd thing you talk about some of our great sporting teams and the Kookaburras are one of our great sporting teams outside of the Olympics. We can just never get it together. So come on, come on, Australia, let's let's cheer that Kookaburras. Kookaburras is the old gum tree. We'll sing it tomorrow night, won't we, Jared? Oh, absolutely, hundred um, percent. Also, the uh, should mention tomorrow uh, in the boxing. Uh, Harry's up tomorrow, I believe, uh, in the quarterfinal. So uh, he, of course, is playing the Kazakhstanian boxer, playing, fighting, that should be the term there, Zakir Safilulunin. Um, I think I got that correct. Uh, and the men's lightweight. Now, I, I need to check on uh, when it comes to uh, our last time we won a medal in boxing at the Olympics. I'm assuming we've won an Olympic boxing medal before. I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, Jared, but I, I feel that I've never witnessed Australia winning a boxing medal in my lifetime. I don't know if you remember one that I'm I'm missing out on here. I mean, New Zealand's guaranteed to win one this this time around, but can you remember Australia ever winning a boxing medal? No, but it's hard to say because I get like sometimes the Commonwealth and the Olympics uh, blend together. Um, so Sydney sounds plausible, but probably not. So I'm looking here at the all-time medal tally. So we have medaled in boxing before. Uh, we've gotten a silver and three bronzes. Um, so I'm going to do a quick little flick through here because I, I like, this is what I did when I had our wrestling guys on. I wanted to find out, uh, you know, when, when their last time. So Antwerp was the last time we had not had a wrestler at the Olympics, which is something I feel needs to be mentioned more. I mean, Antwerp, that is, that is a hundred years ago, my friends. Come on now. That is a, that is a long time ago. So, all right, let's quickly scroll through here. This is live on now. I know this is great podcasting, but I'm back to Beijing. Uh, again, I'm pretty, I just do not remember us ever winning a boxing medal in our life, in my lifetime. Uh, nope, not in Athens. All right. So Sydney, you're calling Sydney. I, mm. I remember our medal wins in Sydney pretty well, and I do not remember a boxing medal. Uh, nope, we did not win. North Korea won a medal in boxing in uh, Sydney, so good for them. All right, we're in Atlanta. We're in Atlanta. Canada got a silver in Atlanta in boxing. Good for them, but uh, no medals for Australia in uh, boxing in 1996. All right, we're back to Barcelona. We you have money here in Barcelona. No, New Zealand got a bronze in Barcelona. Canada got a silver and a bronze in Barcelona. So I, my, my guess, I'm going to say this, Montreal. I'm, I'm, I'm saying 76. Is Ben going to be right? Uh, no, he's not because I go straight to Seoul and we want a silver. <laughs> there you go. So technically in my lifetime, we have one. I was one years old. Uh, Graham Chenney took a silver in the light welterweight in Seoul. So there you go. That's uh, your trivia fact of the day here on Off the Podium. You are welcome. You can take that around the water cooler tomorrow. Um, do we have anything else going on in terms of team sports tomorrow? Water polo, the women's quarterfinal. Yes, we do. Australia playing rock uh, for a chance to play either the US or Canada, I believe, in that. So we could get our USA-Canada match up there. Who knows? I'm, I'm looking out for it. So uh, keep an eye out for that one. But uh, outside of that, I'm going to say probably no medals for Australia tomorrow. I'm going to I'm gonna guess, right? Are, are you thinking that? Yeah, I suppose it depends if uh, when's the sailing delayed till. Have they set a date for that or it's just whenever conditions are fine? I 
that's a very good question. Uh, so I, hopefully I they know. pencil that in for a day that Possibly. we're not going to medal. Um, one, th- one thing to pay attention to, actually, uh, Tasmanian icon, he will be in a couple of days, Stuart McSwain. Uh, he runs in the 1,500-metre heats. Now, they've talked him up as a medal chance, and this is actually a genuine medal. He's fourth in the world. So, uh, you know, there's actually a, a genuine chance there for a, another medal coming in the men's 1,500. And we should also uh, keep an eye out too. One that uh, I'm sort of doing a bit of reading. There's a few articles floating around the Australian media right now of where are our, our medal chances going to come from in the final week. You know, people, there's all across the news.com today, you flashy articles of how we're going to top Athens and we're going to go across there to do all this sort of stuff. One person we have not mentioned once is uh, Catherine Mitchell, the reigning world champion in Javelin. Uh, so she's in there with a bit of a shot, but uh, apparently she's coming into this with a bit of an injury. So uh, they're, they're, that's why they haven't really bookmarked her as a possible chance. But you never know. Uh, she she could potentially do it. Have you, have you heard much about Catherine? What are you thinking about our chances of throwing a stick long? Is she from the uh, the Australian beef ads? Uh, I, I don't know. Her? Have you seen Have you seen those ads? No. Where, I feel like I'm missing uh, out, though. <laughs> there's like one sliver of meat left and then... Um, it's go. It's between her or her brother who gets it, and then the mum says, "I'll go on, give it to your brother." You know he's been trying to beat that record for ages, and he's on like one of like the dance machines, like down at like the arcade, oh, trying to set a high score. Yes, I have seen that ad. Um, I don't know if that is her. Um, am I actually? Hang on, I'm just I'm just double checking here. Am I getting? There's two Australians in here. Is it the other one that's the world champion? Is it all? Uh, no, that's the men's. Is it the javelin? Am I looking at the right event? Because according to this, Catherine Mitchell isn't the world champion. I don't know. We have a world champion in some field event that apparently is meant to be doing well. Uh, oh, no. Hang on. Mackenzie Little. Uh, <laughs> ben, like, this is why no one listens to This is why Colin tucks tantrums, because I can't even get my facts right. I don't even know who our world champion I mean, let's be honest. No one in Australia knew who our world champions are in athletics, if not Kathy Freeman. I mean, who's our last, like, I mean, Sally. Sally was. We know we knew Sally, mm. Pearson slash Mackenzie. Um, but even is she the right one? I don't know. We've got a world champion somewhere in Javelin. I don't know our athletes. Who won the world championship for Javelin? Bugger this. I'm not giving up. Australian world champion Javelin person. Because um, <laughs> it's not her. I, I don't know what's happening, Jared. I really thought we were going to have a super short episode, but I'm just being anal right now. Kelsey Lee Barber. That's the one. <laughs> Come on, Jared. You knew that. Why weren't you correcting me? Who's Catherine then? Yeah. She competing? <laughs> I've given these. I've given these javelin throwers extra airtime. Like the Mackenzie's listening to us every day. Going, oh my god, they're talking about me. Um, Kelsey Lee Barber, world champion in Doha, uh, silver medalist in the Gold Coast of the Commonwealth Games, and bronze in Glasgow. Uh, so I mean, she couldn't even win the gold in the in the Commonwealth, but she could win the bloody gold in in the World Champs. And I don't know if I trust her. Like, you yeah, don't you she's win the, the gold? she's the one from that ad. She's the one she from is, that ad. Yeah. Okay, okay. Catherine Mitchell won the gold in the javelin. In so Catherine Mitchell is in the event, but she's the Gold Coast gold, Commonwealth Games thrower. Kelsey Roberts, our world champion, is the silver medalist from the Commonwealth Games. So fuck, Jesus, javelin throwers are coming everywhere, Jared. We're, we're oh, full of them. We're gonna go to the one, two, three, even though we don't have a third athlete in it. I know. <laughs> Who was this other one I mentioned? Catherine Mitchell. So why do we have three? 
Mackenzie, who's Mackenzie Little? Javelin. Okay, so. So we do have three, so we can go one, two, three, no? <laughs> athletics qualification, group A. We have Mackenzie Little. She threw. Uh, so she's already thrown. No, that's a personal. God, I don't understand what is going on right now, Jared. I don't know. There's group B. Okay, so we do have three. All right. Kelsey Lee Barber and Catherine Mitchell are in group B tomorrow. Okay, good news. And group A, Mackenzie Little will throw. And for Canada, because we're an equal opportunity confused podcast, Elizabeth Galeedle will throw in group B. And that's it. They're not good enough to have more than uh, three, two, one. I don't fucking know what's happening. Um, Opals are winning 85 to 67. So they need to score about another 50 points, I think, to mm. make it through the quarterfinals. So I think, is basketball the same in that it's the top two teams and the two next best place, third place teams? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I had a bit of a glance at it the other day. And I think because our... Uh, Goal difference, and nowhere, yeah, difference. We're 17 points down on goal difference. But do you know the second best ranked third place team is currently Canada? So if we were to go through, that's who we'd be knocking out, yeah, which is rightfully so. So, yeah, so, um, so that no, it's a 24 point differential because they're seven yeah. up and we're 17 down. So, what are we now? 19 points up. So, we need to score five so it's possible points. then. Well, this is this is like what happened to Canada in the rugby the other day. They needed uh, Rock to lose thirty three nothing, and Rock lost thirty two nothing. So we're about to pull a, a Canada in the rugby here. I think we need to score like five more points. So I mean, do you think Puerto Rico give a shit? Like, do you think like Puerto Rico literally like we like Australia more, so we'll help you? Like, do you think like the coach of Australia here is just going to be like, hey, like like you're in North America, like Canada sucks, right? Yeah, yeah, I hate Canada. We're in, we're we're cool. We're Australia. Yeah, you're cool. Can you just like give us this? Like you're Surely, not gonna yeah. win. Surely there were some bribes that could have been offered. Australian citizenship place on the next Australian uh, basketball team. Although, would you really want to after the performance this Olympics? Brisbane uh, accommodation for 2032, mm-hmm. like automatic qualification. Um, I'm intrigued. Like this is actually quite intense now because it's now 19 points. So, well, I wasn't 19 before. Maybe I, I'm just, again, I'm really not doing well at the end of this episode tonight. Oh, another basket of Puerto Rico. That's back to 17. So, it's isn't it interesting to think that we're actually kicking their ass, but we're, we're, we're nervous because you've got to score like this. It's not been a good day for women's teams in the Olympics for Australia today. So, uh, the no. Hockey Roos, Matildas, and now the Opals. But Andrew Hoy won two medals and is our athlete of the day. Oh, what's that? I can hear Colin crying again. Um, Jesus Christ, Colin. Um... As always, we'll be back tomorrow for more exciting action from the Off the Podium studios. Commentary-wise, I've uh, got a few events up our sleeves, so stay tuned to see if we've got any more happening tomorrow. Jared, what are you most looking forward to tomorrow? Is it the hockey? Uh, I think it's the sport climbing ahead of the hockey, but definitely the hockey tomorrow night. But also, is it the beach volleyball tomorrow night? It's correct? I believe so, yes. So that one, will be, that's where we finally get our um, Australia-Canada matchup. So that one will be good to watch. And, of course, they're the hot favourites, aren't they, in the beach volleyball? Collins talked them up as almost a lock for gold. So, um, yeah, like, wouldn't it be nice to kind of uh, knock them down a peg, those cocky Canadians, now that mm. they're in the, uh, the gold medal final of the, oh, look at us, you know, we beat America. Like, get just 
face nah, it right you'd now. You never man. get that from Australians. So humble no, when it comes we're, to sport. We're incredibly humble. We are humble, humble people. Oh, look at this. We're 22 up now in the basketball. Come on, Australia. You need to eat a, a throw. Bugger, oh, I'm staying with point, this. Three point on the buzzer, please. If you want to go to bed, go to bed. I, I'm, I'm sticking with this. Oh, we've got the rebound here. 90 seconds to go. Come on, number 14 for the Opals. Yes, all right. Stick it up, Canada. We've got the 24. So we're, 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 what happens if it's a tie, Jared? Oh, who knows? Is it a shootout? Do Canada have to come out? It's best of three. I well, think we have a little chat and we both agree that we go yeah. through, right? <laughs> I would assume it would go on points four. So like generally like in, say, soccer, if your goal difference is the same, it's whoever scored the most goals, right? Mm. Um, so, okay, let's do some maths here. So we went into this with 144. What are we on now? 90, is it 96? 93 brings us to 230. Okay, well, we'd be through because Canada only have a points for of 208. So there you go. We could actually, okay, if we score more points, if we score three more points, we could beat the French. So we could potentially be the highest ranked third place team here, mm. which would no doubt give us a better seeding. Look, I mean, we're going to get beaten in the quarterfinals, but, I mean, you never know. India beat us. I mean, God, we, we're the last-ranked team. We're going to have the cocky Americans. Oh, we're only against Australia. They only won the one. I do have to say, like, as great as this would be that we can make it through, do we deserve to make it through to the quarterfinals having won one game? Oh, well, you know how Australians feel about quarterfinals. They shouldn't be in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Georgie Parker. Where are you right now? Uh, and the Boomers, I should actually mention the Boomers do play tomorrow. So uh, the Boomers up against Argentina, which is a it's, it's a tough one. Argentina, gold medalist, I believe, back in Athens, wasn't it? That famous win against the US for gold. So that that's a pretty tricky... That, that, I'm going to say equally as nervous as the Kookaburras. Cause mm. I, is that I, knockout it, already? For oh, the yeah. Quarters, yep. yep. So I, like, if I, I've talked about Jess. I've talked about the Kookaburras. But if there's one medal I could want of anything, it's the Boomers. Yeah, that's you talked about the the curse in the hockey. That's the real curse. Oh. It's the the men's basketball. Is it five times we've lost the bronze? And we remember Rio, of course. We lost like at the death that that dodgy foul call. Mm. With Puerto Rico's going for a three. Oh, air ball! All right, here we go, Australia. Think of France. Oh, 15's all by herself. Oh, what are you doing? You're right under the buzzer. Why would you throw it back? She was alone. Okay, 48 seconds to go. Just get a basket. You'll secure this here because maybe the countback's not right. Go for three equal France. Number shoot number 14. Oh, you, you're dud number four. No, 15. I don't like this number 15. Just, just, you're not thinking with your basketball brain. All right, number 12. I don't know any of these players. Do we know any Opals players? Cambridge isn't playing anymore, so I have no idea who any of these players are. Does Liz Timms play still? Michelle Timms. Oh, yes, yes, it's in the basket. That's it. Suck it, Canada. We're in. Oh, 29.9 seconds to go. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Throw sorry. Throw up the three, Puerto Rico. Throw up the three. I, do you wonder if Puerto Rico here are, are laying back? They just don't want Canada to make it. Do you think the celebrations think, of Canada? Yeah. <laughs> Some money changed hands based yeah. on this result. It was very close early on. I think so. Just quickly with the Boomers, though, if the Boomers do win, we could potentially play the US because they didn't. They finished second. So, mm. um, But then again, Spain are pretty good, and they're our arch nemesis from both the World Championships and the uh, bronze medal match in Rio. Uh, I, I remember watching the World Championship semi-final, and we we got very close to making the gold medal. I think it went to extra time from memory, or double extra time. So, um, I mean, it would be actually nice for Spain and us to win to do uh, get some revenge. But I mean, it wouldn't it be nice to beat the US in a semi-final at the Olympics? Wow, 
Talk about victories. That would be a victory in itself. All right, 23.6 seconds to go. 26-point lead here. I'm going to stick with this and we'll wrap it up. Bit of uh, extra entertainment here for the uh, off-the-podium listener. And I hope Colin's stuck around here right now to have this rubbed in his face. Oh, I hear him crying again. Jesus, Colin. What's going on with you tonight? You're not even uh, showing up. Puerto Rico with the ball in the paint. Goes up for it. Oh, misses at night. The Opal's excited on the bench. They've got it now. Hold on, girls. You're going to do it. 16 seconds. You just have to maintain possession. Maintain possession. Puerto Rico has to foul. Why aren't Puerto Rico fouling you? They're not even trying, Puerto Rico. Their money has exchanged. Oh, no, they're, fouled they've, they've, they're fouled now. Come on, Melendez. At least make it look like you haven't been bribed. Now, Australia's going to go to the line here. So you think they just, they think both of these, this will put us ahead of France. So there you go. We'll, we'll get the easier one here. Opals need 25 plus to keep their Olympic campaign alive. We've seen the, the Channel 7 are listening to the show. So they've gotten, the, you're welcome, Channel 7. You've gotten our graphic up. Well done. All right, she's made the first. So they're 27 up here right now. And she's looking composed here. Australian lady bun. And, oh, she's missed the second one. 7.5 to go. Puerto Rico, get this and we're out, are we? I'm not too sure. On the buzzer for three. Oh, she's missed it. Puerto Rican hearts are broken. Canadian hearts are broken. Australia into the quarterfinals with one win. <laughs> it just doesn't feel uh, these right. These quarterfinals, it just doesn't reward the top teams, does it? Oh, News.com today, you have found their headline now. On a disappointing day for Australia women's team sport, the, the, hook, the hook, hooky ruse <laughs> choked, the Matildas choked, but the Opals deservedly threw to the quarterfinals. Never in doubt, never in doubt. Fucking beating Puerto Rico by 20, what was it, 27 points. Um. Uh, I gotta say, that's embarrassing. <laughs> we get through to the quarters on one win. One win. Georgie Parker, what are you thinking right now? Come on. It's gotta be a lock for a quarterfinal knockout, right? <laughs> oh, you watch, we'll go on and win the gold now. We'll probably beat uh, America in the quarters. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping to news.com.au here to see if there's anything. Uh, Aussie R rated reaction to dazzling run. Riley Day left the Channel 7 commentary team in shock following an outstanding performance in the women's 200 semifinals. What did she say? Shit? Like, I don't know. Mm. Um, oh, Shinya's on. We better go. We're running late. Um, Jared, thank you very much. I look forward to uh, speaking to you once again tomorrow. Thank you. It's been fun. And remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on all the social media channels, subscribe to us everywhere else, and you will have a great old time unless you're a Canadian and a basketball fan. Sorry, the Raptors were a flash in the pan, and I shouldn't say that. They're my team. Don't bag up my own team, Ben. Shut up, Ben. Let's go. We'll see you tomorrow on Off the Podium. Good night. Turning Japanese up, they come turning Japanese up.